Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. We're glad to be with you again. Uh, sometimes you just got to throw a curve in there, man. You can't just keep doing the same things over and over again, expecting a different result. I'm thinking about firing my co-host this oh, week, wow. actually. <laughs> Hey, can y'all put out a, a thing? We need a position for a co-host for the podcast. <laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> Actually, the only reason that we're probably doing these podcasts is is because of the co-host who has to constantly <laughs> remind me that we have to do podcasts. This is true. Uh, you're, a, you're, a, you're a blessing. I am. You're a blessing. Do <laughs> you think you could ever work for me if like, we weren't married? Think you'd ever work for me? I think you would work for me. <laughs> <laughs> but then I don't know how long that would last. So. <laughs> oh, anyway, you're probably right. I probably would work for you and you'd probably fire me. <laughs> you think you'd fire me? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think, I don't know if you could fire anybody. Could you fire people, you think? I think you're getting to the point where you could, maybe. I, I There's nobody particular we have in mind. I'm just... <laughs> There's a couple of people I wish I, you know, I could fire. No, no, work, what, Laura, what Laura does is, because we work together, she said, Darren, you need to deal with that other person so that I'm the one that has to go in and do the dirty work while Laura's home watching a football game or something. You know? <laughs> anyway, moving right along. So last week uh, we were talking, Laura, about how to turn the world upside down for dummies. <laughs> and we, no, we actually put it a little bit nicer, how to turn the world upside yeah. down. And there's really some powerful uh, principles in there. Um, I believe, well, let me kill this yeah. music here. They got, uh, as we were kind of started out last week, we were talking about commitment, consecration, dedication, you know, all you're those things. You're not going to turn anything upside down. Hang it up. If you're not, I mean, think Hang about it, it in the sports world. Yep. You know, you're not going to, you know, go farther in sports or in the cheer world or the anything. academic world, whatever world you're in, you're not going to go very far if you are not committed to that world. 100%. So it's the same in the church world, you know? And I don't know why we think differently. Like, we expect so much and to see so much, yet we put very little, if any, effort, you know, into this this community that we've been called into. Yeah, it's the all-in principle. I remember yeah. you read that uh, story about the all, uh, whatever, the one-way missionaries. Oh. The Such Bra a touching yeah. story. Moravian well, missionaries. Yeah. yeah, they were some of the first missionaries, and they were so consumed by the fire of God that, you know, as they were during these intense times of prayer, the Lord began to open their hearts to that they've got to share the message, you know, of, of Jesus mm -hmm. with those in the entire world. And so they began getting on boats and going over to places like Africa, very places that were very, very dangerous places to go into, places that had never heard the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And what they would do is they would send a coffin ahead of them with all their belongings in it because they knew the only way they were coming back was in that box, in that coffin. So That's powerful. how committed they were to the call of God. And folks, in case you were wondering what commitment is there it yeah, is one-way missionaries that's what commit and you can look that up actually the one-way yeah. missionaries um uh, it we struggle sometimes thinking that you know if we could just check our couple of you know religious boxes or christian boxes you know like oh i went to church praise god i read my bible i prayed you know all those things are obviously good but it, What's going to get this job done, Laura, of turning the world upside down is a 100% total commitment. And really, 
scripturally speaking, we've got to see those principles in the word because it says, Paul said, I died. I died to the world. That means I'm not alive anymore to the world. But if you look at, and I'm not saying this to be critical, I'm just saying because it's the truth. If you look at most Christians, you'll see that they're very much conformed to the world. Let me. Myself included, by the way. I just kind of had this, I don't know, thought. Um, I, I come across a lot of Christians who, um, very dissatisfied, not really fulfilled. You see a lot of them kind of going through the motions. Maybe, maybe some of them are still connected to church. A lot of them really aren't connected to church. And I think they've kind of grown sour on like the community of believers, the church world, the church world, you know, there's a lot of negativity towards the church world, but I really think it comes down to that there was that lack of commitment and consecration and really going all in. Mm. And I think that you would see a lot less dissatisfaction and kind of just that emptiness or that searching or what's this all about? Like, why are we coming together? Like, I don't get it. Is it necessary? Is it really a big deal? You know, if there was actually that I'm all in principle, like those one-way missionaries, like I'm committed, I'm consecrated. I think things would look a little, I know things would look much differently for you. Well, and you, we talked about it last week. We said that you can see what an all-in church looks like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's miracles, yeah. there's power, there's yeah. prayer, there's people getting saved and filled with the Holy Spirit yeah. and healings and deliverances and you, you name it. Uh, that's the results of an all-in yeah. church. Yeah. Uh, John Bevere wrote a book in, in, in one of his books. I don't remember which one, uh, but he basically said that in that early church, there was such a glory there. Yeah. And it was because of the level of consecration. And he said, we don't, for example, he said, if you read in Acts chapter five, Ananias and Sapphira, right in the beginning of the chapter, Acts five, they lied to the Holy Spirit, deceptively, you know, they sold some property, deceptively said they gave all the money to the church, but they actually lied and they kept a lot of the money back, which wasn't a big deal if they just would have told the truth, right? But anyway, John Bevere said they both dropped they dropped dead yeah. in front of the apostle Peter. Yeah. And he said, the reason that is, is because the glory yeah. was so great there. That's it. It wasn't because God struck them no. dead. No, it was just the glory was so strong. Yeah. It was almost like God Gosh. himself was literally there in that. In the so midst of- powerful. Woo! <laughs> glory to God. It's a day of first. Man, that is powerful. Yeah. But he said, he gave another story and he said, um, I think it was Eli in the Old Old Testament, Eli's sons. Yeah. He said they desecrated mm-hmm. the the temple yep. of God and nothing happened to them. Nothing happened to them yeah. at that moment. And he said there was no glory there. Yeah. There was so no good. glory there. That's so So good. it's like, but anyway, back to the original point. What produced that glory, obviously, yeah. and I've heard great men and women of God say this over the years consecration produces a level of glory that nothing else will. Uh, I preached on this uh, months back about consecration, and I said, Jesus, before he went to the cross, he, you know, he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. He prayed that very famous prayer, you know, Lord, if there's any way for this cup to pass from before me, let, let there be another way. And then he said, nevertheless, yeah, not my will, yeah, 
but your will be done. Yeah. That's the prayer of consecration as we get it from the scripture. So Jesus consecrated himself, not just to go through the rest of the day. He literally, at that point, fully submitted himself to the Father in carrying out the plans of that what would be now his suffering. Yeah. So right after that moment of his consecration prayer, he went back out, saw his disciples there sleeping. They were obviously very consecrated. <laughs> they, were, they were topping the charts with their level of consecration. They were sleeping, and Jesus called them out on it. He said, couldn't you stay awake for one hour? He said, pray that you wouldn't enter into this temptation. Well, anyway, the soldiers come. Jesus, they, they come to arrest him, obviously, and to carry out uh, the plan of God. Um, and it says that they asked where he was, who he yeah, was, and he said, so I, he said, I am. The literal translation said, who are you looking for? He said, Jesus of Nazareth. And his answer was to them, I am. Yeah. <laughs> He's basically saying, I am, I am. Like, I am the I am. Yeah. Anyway, the Bible says when he said that, the entire mm. group of soldiers fell on the ground. Somebody said, I don't believe in the being slain in the spirit. Well, there you got one scripture right there. <laughs> yeah, there. they fell out under the power yeah, of Jesus, the, right? The glory. Yeah, the glory of God. But someone illuminated this and they said, even at, when Jesus said that, he said there was a, in one of the accounts of the gospels, a, a boy yeah. in the naked ch- a teenager ran by mm-hmm. the scene. <laughs> like, yeah. why was that there? It, it, it wasn't a naked child that ran by just random. It was a Someone that came out of a grave. Out of a grave, yeah. And the power of God was released most in Jesus' life in the highest place of his deepest consecration. So consecration 100% releases the glory of God. There's no getting around it. So now if you contrast that to where we are with the church, I mean, you got to just come up with a couple ha-ha-has because you're not seeing that. You're not seeing that kind of power and glory across the board. You have little pockets of it here and a little move of God over here and a little group of people over here that have a glory, the glory. But across the board, the church world has become, the, the, the gospel message law has become a self-centered message to help me get through my worldly life. Yeah. That's it's no not, gospel. It's not what can I do for the Lord. It's what can the Lord do for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's backwards, right? Yeah. So if we say, you, I love that you just said it that way because it's that's not Christianity. Yeah. Christianity is I died, now Jesus. Folks, we have a very short window of time to actually carry out the plans yeah. of God. Yeah. We don't have time to conform to the world. Yeah. Uh, you know, so we don't have time to do all the same entertainment that the world does. We literally have a mission to be the church and part of that mission, Laura, requires us to die to ourselves. It's Paul said, it's no longer I that lives. Yeah. He had it figured out. Yeah. That early church, they had it figured out. They Paul wrote Galatians 2.20 by the Spirit. It's no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. Yeah. How? How? I was crucified with him. Yeah. I was crucified with him. That early church knew that. When Jesus was crucified, I was crucified with him, right? Yeah. So now... We have to live our lives as I died and I'm only here. I'm only here. My only purpose in this life, in this earth, is to actually fulfill the plan of God for my life and to carry out whatever he has for me to do. That is my only purpose. As post-becoming born again, after I become a Christian, my only purpose Mm. is to do the will of God. Why? Because I died. But let me ask you, do you see that in the modern-day church 
culture and world. Now we, we come, we have our great worship services, you know, and you know, the worship culture has really evolved and thank God for it. I love every second of it, but we come into a worship service and then we go back out and just live a worldly lifestyle. There's no deep sense of con- uh, uh, consecration. How do I know that? Let's look at what happened. And I'm not, I'm not throwing anything at you. I'm, I'm, I'm just telling the, what, what my experience was over the last several years. Look at what happened during COVID. The, it's like, we didn't know who to turn to. We didn't know who to the listen. The revealing of the heart. Now, I just woke some of you up just then. Now you're going to listen, right? Because I'm starting to get on, on some interesting stuff about COVID. But look what happened with COVID. People stopped coming to church. Why? Because the, the, the whatever organizations were telling us. But thank God there were several pastors all over the world that said, no, our, our authority is the Lord. Yeah. You know, some of you don't like this. I don't listen to a health official. Yeah, some of y'all don't like this. Some of y'all don't like this because you're, you don't realize, but you actually are conformed to the world. So you don't like what I'm saying because Jesus said the world loves their own, mm. but they don't love me. So mm. if your spirit, your heart's connected to the spirit of the world, you're not going to like what I'm saying right now. Yeah. But I encourage you to listen because you need to hear it because it's the truth. But when COVID hit, Laura, the church, they had no idea how to, do we get this? Or what do we do when we get sick? Do, can we get anybody healed? Uh, do we go to church? No, what we did, we just went right along with what the world was doing. Yeah. But what an opportunity it was for the church to actually shine the light of Jesus. But what am I saying? It was, that was an awesome opportunity for the church world to be consecrated to the will of God. But instead we just followed right along with the world system. And not I'm not everyone, saying to be rebellious just to everyone, be rebellious. but there was a lot there of There was conformity. a lot. I'm not saying yeah. be rebellious and contrary just to be rebellious. You got to do it in line with what the Holy Spirit's saying, in line with the word. Don't be just a martyr and, uh, you know, like a whatever, some guy that just wants to have people see him. No. Yeah. But be consecrated. We should have never stopped gathering yeah. as the body of Christ. Yeah. What if people got COVID? Well, we should have had enough glory on the scene to actually get folks healed. Do, do you see where we're missing it? No, we, we've taken the absolute same approach that the world took. Yep. We, yep. We, we did the medical science thing. We did the, the vaccination approach. Yep. We did the stay-at-home approach. We did yep. everything that the world told us to do. Yep. One thing we just didn't realize was we're not of this world. Mm. See, see I'm, I'm touching on some of your little, your little uh, toes right now, and you don't like it. But it's the truth, Laura. Yeah. If the church is going to have the glory, we've got to have the commitment. If we're not willing, look at that early church in the book of Acts. They were locked up in prison frequently. For what? Murder? For what? Theft? For what? Any significant crime? No, they got locked up for preaching the the gospel. gospel. They got locked up for healing the sick. Yeah. I mean, good God. We can't even go to church. I mean, people don't go to church just to go to church. You got to give them some incentive to go. No, they were getting put in prison and beheaded and boiled in oil and thrown to lions for, inter- for the world's entertainment. Their level of consecration was here and they had the power of God in operation. Yeah. Why? Because it, they, were no lo- they were no longer building the world's kingdom. Yeah. They were only building the church kingdom culture in the earth. Yeah. That's what they, they could have cared less about the latest movies that came out. Who's the favorite sports teams? They could have cared less about that. What they cared about was, is the kingdom of God being established through our church, our local churches? Mm. Everything they did revolved around that. That was their life. 
Somebody said, yeah, that's for full-time ministers. No, that's for Christians. Yeah. Christians do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's our, that's our, our life, right? Yeah. So we talked about this. Now we're only on point one again. So, uh, <laughs> But anyway, if you don't get that point, you don't need done. to move on. You got to get that point. I agree. So you look at what are we committing to? What, what's the big hub about uh, c- consecration? What are we committing to? We're committing to the, f- the father of all spirits. Fa- the, the father God the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the one that created the heavens and the earth. Mm. Folks, we are so short-sighted with our conformity to the world. It's like we were reading in the scriptures the other day, said, Epistle of John said, we don't know God. Yeah. We don't know him, right? What do, what do we, why do we give up our life for him? Mm. He's God. His he, plans are the plans. His truth is the truth. Yeah, but there's other gods. No, the no, heck there is. There's no other God but him. One God, one way. There's only one plan. Jesus yeah. is the plan. Folks, it's not hard to consecrate to him when we realize who he is and, and, and what he's That's all about. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. If like you get a revelation of what you're consecrating yourself to, then dying to self will be a whole lot easier. You know, we're just stuck on oh, that. No. I got to die to myself. Got to no. die to myself. You're struggling Can't do what with I it. Do. You're struggling you're, with it. You're thinking... On about the wrong yourself. thing. You're you're, about you're, you've got your mind on the wrong thing. You should mm-hmm. be, your eyes should be set on what that's going to produce. You know, the glory, the manifestation of, of really God here on this earth. I mean, don't you want to be on the winning team? Absolutely. Don't you want to be on the, we, we forget, folks, the, there's a fallen world. The Bible says that Satan is the God of this world. I know you don't like that, but that's the Bible. Uh, Satan is the god of this world. The evil and the darkness, sin, sickness, yeah. everything is is in his realm. God had a plan to fix that through his son, Jesus. And when we get born again, Laura, our job is to dedicate and consecrate ourselves to that plan. Yeah. Why? The proverb says, why would a dog return? Or It's like a dog yeah. returning to its own vomit. You and I, if we're born again and we're called out of the darkness, why would we ever go back or still take part in darkness? Yeah. I'm not saying you're some terrible person and you're living in some terrible sinful lifestyle. That's not what I'm saying. No, I'm saying a partnership with the world is an is an a stance of being an enemy with God. Yeah. You don't want to be against God. Yeah. You don't want to take up a cause against him. He rescued you out mm-hmm. of that. Now, your job is to get in 100% with him and get behind his plan. So good. So good. It's powerful, right? So that leads to the knowing and walking with the Father. And we talked about last week, knowing who we are in Christ. Yeah. And, you know, these other things, just being effective in our prayer lives. Yeah. Uh, you know, true leadership to rise up uh, with vision and heart and, and, and infrastructure and love. Love is what the world needs, right? But these things are powerful, Laura. Just to end this, we started last week with Acts 17, 6. Mm-hmm. Um, those that have turned the world upside, upside down, down have come, come here, here too. Um, anything less than a powerful release of glory in the earth, anything less than that is not true Christianity. Christianity is the religion or the, the, the say religion of the big, someone said. Re- Christianity is you and I connected with the father of the universe. Yeah, that's good. And his spirit, his spirit living in us. Yeah. There's nothing small, weak, inferior Mm. uh, about that. 
right? That is the true source of all things, yeah. right? And it's just so power, powerful, that love. But 17.6, Acts 17.6, those that have turned the world upside down have come here too. That's mm-hmm. your call. That's my call. That's Laura's call. But we've got to get busy about doing this, our Father's business, yeah. forsaking the world, drawing near to the Father, hearing from Him daily, gathering together in the community of believers, carrying out this wonderful plan of God in Christ, in church, right, and releasing it to the earth. Your communities need a move yeah. of God. Yeah. Look at all this COVID. We need a move of God. Yeah. Sickness, disease, people confused, hurt, death. It, it's disgraceful. But you, the church, you are the answer. You're the answer. Yeah. We're the answer. God's not coming down and doing another move. No. He put his move in us. He put all his chips on the table, and he put it in Christ, and you and I are in Christ. Yeah. We are the next move of God. But until we follow some of these things, there's not going to be a move of God. We're just going to continue to limp along, and darkness will continue to envelop everything that this world's doing, right? we got to break out of this. Amen? It's time to turn the world upside down. I hope you got something out of this. Um, um, Laura, I'm going to have to turn you loose to do just a podcast without me. I'm good. I I think you'd do better than me. You think? I think you're anointed. Uh, Well, I know you are. Listen, we love you, and we're praying for you. And listen, 2022 is your year. Better start declaring the word of God, amen. There's power in your in your tongue, amen. Speak the word of God. This is your year for breakthrough and all that God has for you. We love you. We're praying for you, and we'll see you real soon. God bless.